Well, well, well. It's been a while, friends. Welcome to Breaking Free Speech, the official podcast of Breaking Free Skate Park. It's been a while since I've done this. Uh, it's a little bit, feels weird. My computer isn't cooperating. I have a mustache now. Exciting. If you're listening and you can't see it, you can picture it. Close your eyes. There's Dave. He's got a mustache. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I do things a little bit different this podcast. Normally, I do a, a lot of short ones, but this time I'm going to do just one long one and I'll just upload it in separate videos because a lot has happened since we last did the podcast. And there's a lot to get to. My computer is updating. So at some point it'll turn on. Whatever. So we're going to talk about the COVID stuff a little bit. The reopening. The burglary. And the summer camps. That's going to be the agenda. I didn't even write an outline. So I'm just really just going to huck it. COVID. If you watched the quarantine series, you got an idea of what was going on. If you didn't, you can go to our YouTube channel. We did a whole vlog series during quarantine. Fun fact, um, the last two quarantines never made it online. Well, they're online. I uploaded them, and then they got deleted and never published. So quarantine stopped it at, at 17 or something, but they're out there. It's weird. On Instagram TV, you can upload videos and save them as drafts and then go back later to publish them. And I did that with like 20 videos. I'm not joking, like 20 videos. So I had like two and a half months posting a video a week, ready to go on IGTV. And then they all disappeared. And I looked on the internet. That's me on a keyboard. And it turns out sometimes it happens. Wow. Cool. Thanks, Instagram. So Whatever. We're closed for three months. We got to reopen. We got some got money from the government. Uh, it was minimal. The property company Buckingham waived uh, base rent for one month. So essentially, what it boiled down to is we got fifty five hundred dollars from the government that we could use at the original percentage allowed. Since then, they had changed the percentage so it's a little bit more. Since that, they changed it again, and because we got the EIDL and the PPP program. My understanding now is that your EDI, EDIL grant comes off of the PPP. So it went from being, I could use 25% of my PPP to I could use, I think, 40% of the PPP, which brought me from 5,500 to like seven grand-ish. But then you have to subtract the, subtract the three grand I got from the EDIL, and then I'm back down we're kind of where I started so whatever and even that the paperwork to do the PPP program forgiveness application is like way more complex than the paperwork to get the money so they made it easy for me to get the money and they're going to make it difficult for me to be forgivable if I can't if they deem the the, the amount is not forgivable then I have to owe the government $10,250 uh, but I've tried to do everything possible to make sure I met the criteria I got above and beyond to try to make it you know, work. So we'll see. Sorry. I swear it's not COVID, guys. A little bit of iced coffee. Okay. 
So we made it through it. Fine. Great. Cool. We had some money left over from last year. We had some money saved up for summer. We got some of the government. We got some help from the property company. I put some of my own money in and we make it through. Cool. Let's talk about reopening. So boom, here we are. We've been closed for a couple months. I'm running out of money. I'm seriously broke. I'm like, dude, if I go any longer, this skate park doesn't make it. Period. I had to reopen. Now, coincidentally, the Friday, the day before I opened, I reopened in uh, the second Saturday in June. The day before, Governor Cuomo announced uh, the beginning of Phase 3. So it kind of seemed like I was like, oh, Phase 3, we're open. But the reality, the reality was I simply could not afford to go any longer and not have cash flow. So I said, on that Saturday, I'm opening. Because the alternative is it gets really close to there not being a skate park anymore. And that's something that I'm not going to allow to happen. So we, we reopened. And it was great. Like, truly awesome. My numbers, my, my sales have been phenomenal. The attendance has been great. The reception, the positivity, everything about it has been phenomenal. It's unbelievable, really, honestly. Like, I can't thank you guys so enough. I can't thank you enough for coming out and supporting the skate park, right? I, I'm not about that like asking your customer base to help and go fund me crap and like whatever i'm like i'm here for you and hopefully you return that and you're here for me so we reopened the number been selling product it's hard to get product all the supply chains were shut down i can't get bikes i can't get bike tubes I can't get skateboards i can't get anything really but i reopened y'all showed up y'all came in uh, frankly, no one seems that concerned. I know the COVID thing in Rochester really wasn't that bad. Um, all in all, the whole thing. I think we had less than 200 deaths, which, I mean, that's terrible, but compared to other places, uh, it's kind of not that bad, right? Uh, furthermore, <sighs> I think we're only at like the second wave type thing. I think it's like 12 cases a day, 20 cases a day is like new cases is what they're looking at. And even with that, the treatment has gotten better. We've learned a little bit more. So the the mortality rates are, are not nearly as bad as they were, even if the infections are going up. That being said, it still needs to be taken seriously. And, you know, hopefully it doesn't get worse again. As far as what we're doing in the shop, to be really honest, we're not really doing a lot. I think I really try not to get too political with the skate park stuff. Uh, I, well, I'll be political with like skateboard BMX politics because that's what we do. But the bigger scheme politics, like I try not to put my personal opinion out there too strongly, right? And disclaimer, I'm very much going to like moderate in the middle, right? Okay, so I do believe everything we've done is the right thing. I do believe the actions the government take were, were correct, and I do think everyone should adhere to those guidelines. But I also think 
we need to adjust and adapt as new information comes out. And I do strongly believe in individual freedoms. And, and that's one of the things that BMX and skateboarding and scootering gives people is that individual freedom to go out with their device and ride. And they don't need other people or other rules. They just do, right? So basically at the skate park with the COVID stuff, I said there's a limit. There's not really a limit. The park is so enormous. It's 22,000 square feet. If there was a limit in that space, it would probably be like 75 people. And we're never, ever going to do 75 people in the summer. Even the busiest sessions in the middle of the wintertime, we never have 75 people there at once. That would be a great problem to have. We don't have that problem. So I said we have like a, a cutoff, but there's not really a cutoff because it's, 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 it's just to look good, to be frank, okay? As far as the masks go, the signs we put up say you must wear your mask, but what I'm actually telling people is that we are asking you to wear a mask when you're in the shop. When you're riding, it's up to you. Realistically, you should. And effectively, it's entirely up to you when you when you come to the skate park. Now, I know that sounds a little bit on the side of uh, not taking it seriously. But what the, the, the position I'm coming from is I want everyone to make informed decisions to the best of the knowledge, to the best of their particular situations right so in our summer camps i've emailed the parents i said hey we're not going to be super strict about it you know they're eight-year-old kids they're, they're hard to get them to listen um and and we can only be on top of them so much to keep them six feet apart so i said we're going to try our best and can you please have a conversation with your child and tell your child what what your expectations of them are to handle this situation right because everyone has different risk factors. I don't. Okay, when I go out, personally go out in public, if I go in this place, I, I wear a mask because the sign says you must wear your mask, right? Okay. At the skate park, I don't. And I make sure I keep my distance behind the counter. And if someone comes in and they seem particularly cautious, I will say, hey, would you like me to put mine on? And if they say yes, I put mine on. And if that's the issue, I will go around and we'll tell everyone in the shop, hey, we're going to respect this person's wish to, for, for masks, right? And then I will, I will make every single person make sure they have a mask on in the shop if there is one person who says that's what they want, and I will respect their wishes. And that, that hasn't happened yet. Some people wear masks, some people don't. It, honestly, like I, it's up to you. Keep your six feet regardless. Take care of yourself. You know your risk factors. Listen to your parents. Listen to yourself. Wash your hands, etc., etc., etc. It is it is just a it's a breaking free thing to let you do what you want to do and have those freedoms. And it's your body and you need to treat it with respect and be as cautious as you need to be given the particular uh you know, variables. Like if you if you live in a house with grandparents or your parents are older, later than 50s, the risk, as you get older, the risk is exponential. 
So you need to be very, very, very care careful. So, I mean, that's where we're at. Uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. And uh, we're going to go ahead and just leave it there. We're going to have a drink of coffee. I should have wrote something down. Okay, section three. I don't even remember what I said in the beginning, but we're going to move on to the burglary. I'm going to use my phone here to kind of uh, give you the rundown of what has happened over the last, you know, month, two months. Um, so, in late May, an individual broke into Blackout slash Kink BMX, which is across the railroad tracks from Breaking Free Skate Park. The person climbed up on the roof somewhere, got in through some place he managed to get open, and, you know, they did this, they did that, and ultimately ended up stealing Kink's tour van, their, their Kink protein van, whatever. Well, not whatever, it's screwed up. Then, let's see, on June 13th, that was literally, I think that was the day we opened, or the day after we opened, this kind of sketchy guy walks into the skate park, and he sits down, the picnic table was by the second door over by the resi. And like, I'm like a mom at the skate park. I'm watching everything that's going on. If someone's acting weird, I'm like, it's corner of my eye. I'm watching you, bro. And this dude's just sitting there looking around, looking around, looking around. And he gets up real sly. And uh, he just picks up my bag and heads out the door. Uh, I'll probably edit this in. So I'll, I'll watch it right now so I get the timing right. So... He's sitting there. I'm sitting near, nearby. He looks around. He looks at me. He gets up. Looks at me again. Grabs my bag and goes to the door. The second he grabs the bag, I look over. And I'm like, what? I get up, sit up a little bit more, look over. What the hell? And then I run out the door, chase him down, and get my bag back. Right. Okay. That's what happened. Now, I, was, I chased the guy down, grabbed... His shoulder and the strap of my bag. And I said, yo, I'm going to need that back. Okay. And he's like, that's my bag. And I was like, no, dude, that's my bag. So then he follows me into the skate park and he's like, well, where's my bag? If that's not, you know, if that's your bag, I said, I don't know, dude, you probably didn't have one. So then he's like, well, who's in charge here? And I was like, I'm in charge here. And he said, well, you have cameras there. Show, show me. So I pulled up the cameras and I'm like, you didn't even come in with a bag on. And he's like, and I'm like, where'd you come from? And he's like, um, next door. And I'm like, rock climbing gym's closed. The brewery was closed. I was like, sure. And then he left pretty quickly. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, whatever. But then I was like, man, he was wearing a really stupid looking hoodie. And I remembered when Kink posted the pictures or they got broken into the guy had a really stupid looking hoodie. So I texted my buddy, send me that picture. Uh, I'll put the picture in right here. And it's the same hoodie. It's yellow and red and blotched up and weird. He's even wearing the same freaking pants with these fade marks on it. It's like clearly the same guy. Huh. Okay. Well, file the police report. That was June 13th. Well, let's go ahead and fast forward one week. June 21st. I'm, uh... Mountain biking, alarm company calls me, 
Burglar alarm. Huh. Open the cameras? I don't see anything. So I didn't think any of it. I get to the skate park. The I see a window open. I'm like, what the hell? Sure enough, this guy pops open a window, climbs in, runs over to the register. The alarm goes off because it's a motion sensor. He grabs the keys, starts fiddling with the keys, tries to open the register. Uh, I'll put the video in here as well. Uh, can't get the register open, grabs a jar of quarters and heads out, realizes he ran the wrong way, has to jump over the countertop, out the door and leave. Now, right before he comes in the window, like literally two minutes before he pops in the window, here's this 2013 gray Honda Civic alloy wheels. Hmm. Okay. Maybe that was his car. I watched the cameras a little bit longer. The car never comes back out the front so that the car came in and then went around the back of the building probably his car okay file a police report let's fast forward a little more time we're going here to next weekend i'm sorry last weekend it was saturday night at 10 50 now fun not fun but interesting situation saturday morning when i got to the skate park i noticed another window farther down looked like it was popped open a little bit and i thought that was weird now that window i locked all the windows with padlocks then there's these other windows that you can't get open because they're like wrapped up with chain so i tried to open it and opened it like maybe four inches i'm like no one can really get in there without a lot of effort and even if they got in there they're behind the resi wall ride so you have like this much room, uh, probably about like 20 inches of room, and you can't get out from either end. The only way out is to climb up and over. So I thought, well, geez, even if someone got in there, like there's no freaking way out. So I just closed the window again, didn't think of it, anything of it. Go home that night, laying in bed, it's 1030 at night. I'm in bed by 1030. 10.50, phone rings, burglar alarm. I'm like, are you goddamn kidding me? I pull up my cameras. I see flashlights. The cops were there. The cops were there literally in like three minutes. So I, my truck's in the shop, of course. So I run out, run downstairs. It's raining. I'm not, so I grab my motorcycle. I ride my motorcycle there in the rain. The cops are like, oh, you might still be in there. You can't go in. And I'm like, call me in. He goes, no, you can't go in. We can't go into the K9 unit gets here in case he's in there. So we got to stand there, wait for half a freaking hour. <sighs> we go in. They got to secure the area. Of course, he's not there. And then, you know, whatever. Okay. So pull open the cameras. Here we go. This guy, it's clearly the same guy, right? He climbed up to the top of the resi wall ride came across, went down, jumped down over the complete bikes, makes a straight line to the register like he'd been there before, like he was in his plan, grabs the same the keys again because he's going to get in there. There's only three keys. He's a one and three shot, right? Fiddles with it, tries to get it open, can't get it open. The alarm's going off. He panics. He grabs like a, another little Tim Hortons cup. It says Clark's College Tips or something. It's probably had like $3 in it. Now, the first time, he couldn't really grab anything. He couldn't grab a bike because he had a car. This time, he had a different plan, right? So, he's like, he went there with the intention of stealing a bike from me. 
So then he couldn't grab anything big with his hands because he was going to leave on a bike. So he's not that smart. I mean, he got me, but he's not that smart. So, you know, he runs runs back around. He's smart this time. He knows he has to go back around the countertop this way because then he has to jump over the counter. And he grabs a 2019 uh, Gap Free Coaster black with white tires. Gone. Now, interesting. In between the first time and the second time he robbed me, I had let all my neighbors know that this had occurred and what the guy looked like and what kind of car he drove. Now, Tim, who owns Fairport Brewing Company, he came over to me one day and he goes, Hey, you said the guy had like a, like a Civic, right? I said, Yeah. He goes, Well, we're over there working. And I look up and some guy like wanders in the side door and he's kind of poking around. And we're like, hey, can we help you? And, he, and the guy's like, he said he was really sketchy. And he's like, oh, I need to use a, do you get a bathroom? And he's like, sure, okay. And he lets the guy use the bathroom. And they're like watching him closely because he kind of seems sketchy. Then he leaves again. He, you know, he let, let him leave. And he gets in his car. And Tim sees this Civic. And he goes, hmm, interesting. Let me just take a picture of it to be sure. That was in between the two times he robbed me, right? So now I, we know the first robbery attempt... And this guy lurking in Fairport Brewing Company was the same guy. We know the guy that robbed Kink and the guy that robbed me the first time, or the backpack time, was the same guy, right? And then we have this third break-in, well, the second break-in, third robbery, fourth if you count Kink. But both times the guys that actually got into the building were clearly the same guy. So basically, all four of these things are most likely, if not certainly, the same guy. Okay. I'm understandably upset. I've been going around, up and down blocks, down every street, looking for a car, looking for my bike. Like, the fact that I was face-to-face with this guy, I'm like, no. You don't get me like that. Like, I, I will get the last laugh. I, I will get closure here. Well, a good friend of mine, Greg Walsh, who owns Wolf Brigade Gym, shout out them. He messaged me and he said, hey... I have this guy, he's a private investigator, or used to be a detective or something, or I don't really know the backstory, but here's the guy, here's his name, he's going to help you. Cool, so this guy calls me, I tell him what happened, I tell him which officers I dealt with on which days, um, I tell him, you know, everything I can tell him, he asks me which questions, I tell him everything I can tell him, and while we're just talking, I guess he's on his computer doing whatever he does, you know. And he's like pulling out the footage that I had mailed to the officers with the police reports of the other events. And then he's like, oh, well, interesting. Uh, that car with that license plate was reported stolen uh, the day before I was robbed. And then two weeks after that, which would be after when he was at Fairport, but before the second time he broke in, the car was recovered. So now this guy has a, set, a car robbery on top of breaking into me twice, breaking into King, stealing King's van, and all this stuff, right? Okay. So we're, we're getting somewhere right now. It's getting pretty exciting because, like, so good and bad. The good was, or, like, what, what, what I was excited about was, oh, we got the license plate, so we're going to find the guy. Then it turns out it's stolen. Well, that's bad because then it's not his car, so it doesn't bring us to who owned the car. But the detective said he's going to go 
and uh, go to where this person, the car was registered to and where the person that owns the car works. And he's going to poke around a little bit, look around a little bit, see if he can gather some information and get back to me. So that's pretty exciting. I'm going to keep you guys updated with that information. And just to give you my, my, where I personally, how I personally feel about this stuff. As I said in the Instagram post, I feel bad for the guy. Like, honestly, like, if your life leads you to, to this sort of petty crime, the fact that I was face-to-face with this guy, most likely, and then he just, and he, like, he saw me, like, and he knows who he's stealing from. Like, that is just, man, that hits you close to heart, man. It sucks. And, you know, I hope he can get his life together, and I, and I hope maybe that bike maybe brings him someplace better. And, you know, I don't want... Like, I don't want to see someone go to jail because I don't think it's going to make it better for him. I, I just want some closure and would like to see someone on a better life path than that. That would be that would be the best case scenario. And and tell you what, if if letting him keep the bike gave him some sense of community that helped him, you know, lead a, a, a more wholesome life, then I'd gladly let him keep it. Um, and as far as how it has affected me. It's very upsetting. And it's not even about the monetary things. It's not about the money or the quarters or the, or the, the broken window or the bike. The sense of, the sense of um, security that's been taken from me is the worst. Like knowing that you know, someone can get in, grab something and leave so quick that the cops can't get there in time and I can't get there in time. It just takes away a sense of security about the skate park. And it, and it makes me feel really uneasy. Like it makes me want to just like sleep there at night to make sure it's safe. So I mean, it sucks. It's like pretty hard to describe exactly what it feels like, but it's really like a, a loss of security. And, and I'm sure time will heal that. And, and if we find the guy, I'm sure that will make me feel better because he'll never come back after he's been caught. So, And, you know, after all the COVID stuff and finally getting open and then sales being decent, but then bikes getting all sold out and then this guy steals a bike, it's just been so stressful. I, it's, it's been an emotional roller coaster for me and I'm just really happy that... Uh, we're making some progress there. So we get more details. I'll keep you up to date with um, the robbery stuff. And um, lastly, what we talked about, COVID summer camp. Oh, cool. Let me get a sip of coffee. It's a Segway coffee. <sighs> summer camp! Oh, Okay, what up? Let's talk about summer camp. I didn't know if I was going to be able to do summer camp, but I'm doing it. Um, I'm glad people signed up. There's still places, openings to sign up for camp. We're doing camp a little bit differently. We keep the head count a little bit lower. We're not providing lunch. Uh, the camps are kind of... 
it's nerve-wracking because I'm taking care of people's children and people apparently trust me with their kids, which is mind-boggling. Not to say I'm not trustworthy, it's just crazy. And of all the demographics of people I deal with at the skate park, the type of parents that book camps are the ones I'm always most concerned about making happy because they are paying a premium price for a service and I want them to be happy with that service. I grew up so poor, the idea of a summer camp was like, I thought that was something only rich people got to do. Um, so like to me, that the price tag is so high. If it were me, I would be very critical of the product. And I understand that other people um, exist in, in different you know, domains of, of, of monetary life. But nevertheless, it, I'm, I'm always very worried about it, it, wary about it. And with COVID and summer camp, I was like, oh, man, I'm really hoping not to get some very oversensitive parents that are going to make everything a real pain in the butt. Because, you know, like if, if there's one kid and the parents are like really being anal about it, it can make the whole week like twice as hard. Hasn't been that way yet. But we still have openings in all of the weeks, two, three, and four. No, actually three filled up today. So week two and four. And I'm going to actually start offering discounts on those weeks because I really I really need to fill them up. Um, and if you listen to this podcast and you make it to this part of this podcast about summer camps, if you say, hey, I listened to this, the uh, Breaking Free Summer Camp podcast, I will give you... $50 off the summer camp. If you tell me you listen to this and I just, and I told you right now um, that the top book on my pile of books right here is Michael Pollan's Botany of Desire. So I want to make sure you actually listen to it, not just someone said so. So tell me the book in my stack is The Botany of Desire, and you want $50 off summer camp, and you can get that for week two or week four. You heard it here, folks. Uh, yeah, so a camera battery is about to die, um, and this has been honestly a pretty emotional podcast for me. So much has gone on, and, and I'm, I'm sure I'll do some more and really dig into this stuff. But week one summer camp was great. Week two is going to be way more laid back. Two and four, we're doing noon to five, Monday and Tuesday, noon to close the rest of the week. So you, if you do the summer camp for the open format, you could do nine, you could do 12 to nine, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So you could really be there a lot. And in the open format, we don't do anything. You just ride. We just chill. I'll be there hanging out, doing this or that, and you just ride. Bring your own lunch, whatever. We're still going to tie-dye shirts on Friday. Everyone gets free t-shirts in summer camp. And, like, it's hot in the skate park. We can't do the kiddie pool in summer camp because of COVID. But I'm trying my best, and you should come to summer camp. It's a really good time. It's, like, basically a party. I love parties. Don't you like parties? Don't you want to party? Don't you want to party in the USA? I know I do. If my laptop was on, I'd hit the party in the USA button, and but I don't have that right now. So, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Um, hopefully the summer camp info, I mean, it was brief, but it got you what you, you know, probably what you needed. And, um, otherwise, you know, smash the like button, subscribe on YouTube, come down, ride, have a high five, come, come into any session, 
this this coming week, the week of uh, well, screw it, we'll do it the rest of July. If you come in in any weekday two and a half hour session, if you say you listen to this podcast, I'll give you two bucks off. <laughs> yeah, so you know the deal, man. Um, help us out, give us a share. Follow Breaking Free Speech on uh, Instagram and uh, tell your friends and I don't know. Help me help you. Listen, 2020 was supposed to be our year and we kind of just got pooped on and we all got pooped on and we're all in this together. But whatever, the, you know, the, 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 the programs got canceled. The, we lost March and April. It's just what a mess. But I'm, I'm telling you right now. We're not down and out. We're not going anywhere. We're going to pick up where we left off. We're going to expand like we were going to expand in 2020, but now we're going to push it a little bit into like, you know, maybe the winter 2021. We're going to get uh, more shirts, more shop decks. We're going to sell, uh, we're going to expand a lot of the retail space again like we did last year. Every year there's going to be growth and we're not slowing down. I'm not going to bite off more than I can chew. I'm not going to go big you know, and like really go ham and end up shooting myself in the foot. That would be, that would be, that would be unwise. We're going to do slow and steady gain. And, you know, hopefully you guys stick around to enjoy the ride and come and ride. I'm pumped. I'm definitely pumped. I invested a bunch of money in Bitcoin when the stock market crashed after COVID. And I've made a bunch of money on that. And I'm going to pull that money out. I'm getting some new ramps, thanks to Bitcoin. It's kind of a weird thing to say in a podcast, but hey, thanks for watching. Come down to the skate park and bring me an iced coffee. You can ride for free. Black, no sugar, no milk. That's how I roll. Shred the gnar, bro. Bro debts, bro skis. This is where I would hit the exit button, but the laptop's broken, so I'll just edit it in later, like like I like I did with myself. Oh.